That's right. Don't forget to tell Jack Campbell, welcome to Chicago next year. (laughs) You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right, it's episode 160 of the WCB podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? Oh, not much, man. Just having a good time. Having a good time. Having this uh, beaut of a debut on Sunday. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It is a big, big 180 in feelings uh, in the hockey world right now. For, at least for the Blackhawks, because boy, what a difference a week can make, huh? Yeah. Get a new coach, new coach, new me. Good call. Good call the name for the last week's episode. New coach, new team. Oh, that's right. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, you called it. <laughs> Let's go. So the Hawks, we ran into it. The Hawks are on a three-game win streak. I'll say that again. The Hawks are on a three-game win streak. Let's fucking go. That's right. And, I mean, it wasn't a pretty three-game win streak, but that's three fucking wins. (laughs) You know, baby steps. You got to take advantage. You're playing some teams that you need to get wins against, that if you're going to get wins, these are the teams you got to do it against. And and they did it. Um, unfortunately, two of the three they pushed to overtime. It made it way more interesting than it had to be. But yeah, a win's a win. That's right. So I guess we'll start off right away with uh, last Sunday against Nashville. It was Derek King's debut as he. So I'm not doing that on purpose. That's just how I said <laughs> I know it's just really <laughs> funny. As head co- interim head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. And you could just kind of see that the team felt a lot more relaxed, more. They simplified their game a lot, which is. Oh, they, they, all they had to do was keep it simple. They were making, they, everything was getting so overly complicated and the lines were just all over the place. Like the guys that are currently third and fourth liners were sprinkled throughout the entire lineup. And you had. Like to bring it in Kane on different lines. Like sometimes Kublik was with Tay, sometimes he's on his own. And it's just like, what is like, there's no cohesion or chemistry going on throughout the lineup. It was just like, well, that didn't work for three shifts. So let's switch it up again. It's like, what the fuck? So now we, Derek King's just like going on NHL 22, hitting best lines. And he's like, yeah, that seems right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, cool. Let's go. Let's fucking ride, man. Get that first sign of Kirby, Doc, Kane, and Debrinket, and everybody's like, "Yes, this is what makes sense." Like, stick with this, please. Man. Yeah. So the first game up uh, was a real tight battle. The first period, you know, nothing was going either way, but you could see the guys were a lot more relaxed. And the second period came. Hagel gets on the board for the Hawks with just. Right spot, right time type of situation. Puck bounces off the end board right to Hagel, and he puts it away. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff Jones with his 11th assist of the year on that one, and Taze with his seventh. God, Seth Jones is just so good. Yeah, he's put, putting up points like every fucking game. Um, and then kind of the same goal for the Nashville with a uh, carrier. 
um, essentially behind the net too, picks it up, just puts it in. Well, yeah, he just he just drove the net, and yeah. then it just like found its way. Yeah, like I think it was what, was it Lincoln that was playing this game. Yeah, Lincoln was a net for this. Yeah, game. it just like squeezed between his legs somehow, and just like okay. So uh, that finished the second period, tied one one. Third period, no goals. Uh, and then overtime comes, and it was the Debrinket Patrick Kane show, which I got right. really nervous that they made one too many pass. Like they were just doing their whole back forth. Yeah. I was just like, oh no, that's one too many. Like I was just, oh my uh, god, yeah. It's because <laughs> they're getting in, they're inching so close to the net every time, and they're just like still like tic tac toe, and, and I'm just like, please, please, please. Please. And they're like, no, you have it. No, you have it. No, you have it. <laughs> Come <laughs> so on. They, they end this game 37 seconds in overtime. Lankin got an assist on that one as well. Yeah, that's right. So the Hawks beat Nashville two to one. Um, Lankin played fantastic. Oh, he God. Yeah, dude. 20, 20 saves on 21 shots. Which goes to show you that the Hawks can play defense if they're, they're blocking a lot of shots this week. And only letting up 21 shots against a team that they have been struggling against in the last few years has been, that was, that was great. And then it's also, um, I don't know if you saw this, but it was Lincoln's first win against Nashville. He didn't have a single win against them, against them last year in his first season. I mean, did we, we didn't, I don't even think we beat Nashville that last year. Uh, we did. It was Malcolm Subban. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, like a, yeah. I, uh, was it overtime or? Yeah, because we haven't out? had like an overtime or a regulation win against Nashville since like a lot of, it was like a long time. When we were just like clowning them. Yeah. Yeah. Nashville's had our number. Um, and this game yeah, could have been have. a lot, a lot worse for Nashville, but UC Soros just played unreal there was like oh, yeah, a lot no, of times i'm just like i'm like can you just not like we need this you don't need this we need this yeah nashville and finnish goalies just playing out of their mind every time they play the hawks it's just it's written in stone yeah saros put up 22 saves on 24 even shots but he was a perfect eight for eight on the power play or shorthanded i guess yeah 30 but, saves and 32 Here's another crazy thing that you're slowly seeing. It's kind of becoming a theme. Um, and not enough, of course, then it's not going to happen next game. But the Hawks are playing the body. Like, they're actually throwing some hits out there. Um, Kahara had, where was it? Kyra? Kyra, sorry. Fuck. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> like, um, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I, get, he's, I can never, I hear his name pronounced different ways every time, and I always forget which one. But, Seven yeah. hits that game. Debrinket and Kubelik and Carpenter each had three. Oh, Doc had three, too. Hardman with four. Like, you know, everybody's throwing their body around, and it's hilarious seeing Debrinket with that many. Dude, Debrinket actually ends up with a few hits every game. I know. It's so funny. Like, he's out there a lot, and he, he's not afraid. But, yeah. But yeah. Good game from the boys. And you see that, like, afterwards they have, like, their championship belt. And Kaner was like congratulating uh, Derek King on his first win, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm, this one goes to Jujar." <laughs> like passes the belt to him. Fucking hilarious. Uh, but, the, the funny thing too about that post game, um, they're asking Kane um, if he knew anything about Derek King before he got named coach. He goes, "No, nah, the first thing I did though was hop on uh, Hockey DB to see what his stats were." Yeah, like, it was so funny, and he's just like, "Okay, no, it's good to see someone like you know he he's been around the league," and I couldn't. 
if you looked into it, it kind of looks like he was taking a shot at, at Carlton, but I don't yeah. think it was, but it was like, well, yeah, someone who's been in the league and knows what they're doing, all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, because Carlton only played like 57 games yeah. in the NHL, and then Derek King played like 500 plus. Right. So that's kind of funny. But yeah, Derek, um, King, Derek King's a personality too, man. He's just like, I, I forgot who said in our group text, but it was probably, it was me. He's like, he's like a comforting dad. Like the dad that was forced into coaching because they had nobody else. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, what, like, well, let's go out there and have some fun guys. <laughs> and then during the conference, like his little press conference on two, on Monday, they were asking like, Oh, you know, how, how was it? You know, the as your first win all that. And he goes, yeah, my 14 year old twins kept saying like, dad, they keep looking at, uh, keep comparing you to Walter White and Ted Lazo, and he's just like, <laughs> "Shut up! I'm trying to have dinner with your mother." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. Yeah, he's so funny. It's he's uh he's a he's a good character, and I like having him uh behind the bench. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, he was also the first Hawks coach to get the get a win in their first game since uh Dennis Savard, which that's cool. Is, it's like, oh man, it's so long ago, but it's like we have also only had like two coaches since then. So Yeah, it's kind of yeah, wow. Carlton Quinville. Oh, Jesus. Um and then, yeah, it's been like what what is that, like 14, 15 years? <laughs> yes, yeah, so well, two thousand and eight was Savard. Was it two thousand eight? Because didn't Quinville come in right before he came in mid season, like mid season, but like beginning of season, yeah, yeah. And that was that 08 09 year that they went to the conference final, and then, yeah, yeah, the yeah, first year, full year was the, the cup year, yeah, that's true. Did Safari yeah. have a full so like, year? Doesn't it seem like he didn't? Like, <laughs> I'll find, I'll find out. But, um, like, I've, yeah. I'm trying to remember who was coached before Savard. Um, I honestly can't think. <laughs> I just can't think. That's the thing. Right. Less of Chicago Blackhawks head coaches. So, you got Derek King, Jeremy Colleton, Trent Yanni. Yeah. Savard was from 06 to 08. Okay. So, it was like. A couple, like a season and a half or so, probably. And Trent Yanni, 05 to 06, uh, to 06. Brian Suter before that. Yeah, that makes sense. So I feel like they were swapping coaches around like so often. And then, and then we had a coach for 10 fucking years and another one for three. Alpo Suon. I don't even remember half of these coaches. Yeah. Well, that's you're starting to get to a time when it was like when I was a teenager and I'm not paying attention to what the, the coaches are ever. Right. Just like paying attention to what the players are. I didn't realize Keith Madison was the coach. Mm. All right, back to back to current hawk stuff. Sorry. This is now you guys down like down like those rabbit holes. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um all right, so then <laughs> So after that big overtime win, the boys are feeling good. They got Pittsburgh Penguins coming up. They give Mark Andre the net, you know, as a little uh, redemption game after getting yanked against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, uh, and I blocked that game out of my memory, but thanks. <laughs> sorry about it, but 
you know what? He came out to play and he yeah. had a fantastic game. Yeah, he did. Uh, faced 44 total shots, turned away 42. 955 safe percentage. Um, just, just real good showing. Again, this is another game that the the game started off a little bit slow, kind of full team struggling a little bit, trying to find their footing. So no goals in the first, second period. Um, I've already forgot how you say this guy's name. Jujar. Jujar. He got rewarded because so from the game against Nashville where he played really well, then Derek King rewarded him by putting him on the same on the line with uh, Taves and uh, Kubalik. And it proved to be a fucking smart move because he gets his first goal as a Blackhawk. Off of a like, sick pass from Taves. Yeah, oh, my God. Coming around from behind the net and just, just sliding it right across the front of the crease. That's like Taves' bread and butter right there. Like, that's yeah. what – Kane's the spinorama. Taves is that, like, you know, just pass through the crease. Yeah. Uh, Kubelik also with the assist down there. So, Taves has eight assists. Kubelik with his fourth. Um, but the big goal of the night. Oh, yeah. Seth Jones, baby. Yeah, that's right. First of the year, elbow diagonal. Just fucking <laughs> snipe. Oh, man. Kirby Doc with a great screen. Oh, God. Like, everything just worked perfect on that. On that. Yeah. Tristan Jari had no chance on that no. goal at all. It was a fucking beauty. An assist from Kaner and Debrink it too. But, man. I love that- the, the, like, after the goal when uh, – what was it like? Was it Seth Jones? He like fall. He like fell. I don't remember what happened, but his stick got caught, and on Kirby tripped the defender and Kirby at the same time. <laughs> I don't know that was Seth Jones. That was somebody else. Like another def- was it? I thought it was Seth guy Jones as he was coming through. It was another it guy was from just, Pittsburgh, and both yeah, the Kirby and the guy the other defense funny. at the same time. Yeah, it was like a glitch in the matrix. Like just everything perfectly. <laughs> but yeah, that one had to have felt good. Like everything that Seth Jones has been going through, like with people just talking about how he's trash and not worth what he, what he was giving up for him and all that kind of stuff. Like that goal plus the start he's had. Yeah. Like it's just got to feel amazing. Yeah. He's got 13 points in 15 games right now. I'm, and with this like current win streak, like he's bet he's at minus seven currently. He was at minus 10 when everybody was shitting on him. So he's, he's, Going in the right direction, plus minus wise, which still say is just a, a shitty stat to go by, but still a goal and 12 assists currently. I don't know if we talked about this last episode, because again, it's felt like it's been a month since we last talked, yeah. but I was reading and I still don't know. I need to learn how like advanced analytics work. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> advanced <laughs> analytics work. And like what they all mean, but people are saying that Seth Jones, his his advanced stats are creeping up to where he was when he w- finished fourth in the Norris voting. Oh, you don't say! That's crazy. It's almost as if uh, Columbus was dog shit and playing with a uh, good players like Kane and DeBrinket is uh, doing wonders for him. I don't know. That's so, crazy. It's almost like we said something about that like over the off season when we got him, and everybody thought we overpaid, but that's cool. You got to let things develop. Like people <laughs> yeah. are just so quick to just assume like you have to let things develop and and see how it plays out. Like you said, like I I mean like I know this is very early on and I'm sure we'll, we have more to talk about this like cuz two more another game to talk about but even with as bad as this this was started, the season started. Yeah. There's so much hockey left. 
there's like, a lot of beans can develop and things can change. Like, and I hate to compare it to to St. Louis because I fucking hate St. Louis. But look at what St. Louis did with the year they won the cup. Yeah, it's true. They were they were, they were dog shit, and it was they January. were last in the league in January. <laughs> exactly yeah. in January. Like, this, <laughs> we're talking about November right now, bro. Yeah, right. They were talking about January. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time to do this. And I'm not saying that we're gonna I'm not I'm sticking with what I said. Uh the one episode, you know, it's statistically impossible for them to never win a game again. Like things are gonna <laughs> happen. I'm sticking with that mindset, but they're showing glimpses that they still have a lot of way to go because they've also played dog shit teams the last three games. Yeah. They still have a long way to go, but they're showing that this team is more in line with what we expected when this team was put together this offseason. You want to hear something cool about since we were talking about Seth Jones? Yeah. <laughs> so just pulling up his game logs. First of all, he's a point in every single game in November so far. Let's go. That's good. He's only got three games this season without a point. Let's go. That's fucking – that's just hot shit, man. <laughs> he's currently a plus three – for November. Let's go. Oh my God, man. And it's just, it's just, it's just all good shit. It's all good. <laughs> I and love it. We I'm, I just it's it's really cool to see just like last five games, and it's like point, 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 point. <laughs> yep. Just keep going, bud. Oh, the other thing I was gonna say too, he's on a I guess you know kind of point um point pace he's at right now. What's that? To end the season. Uh 71. 71 point pass right now. It's a pretty good defenseman. That's a really pretty, good defenseman. Yeah, especially a guy that plays on penalty kill, on power play, five on five. I don't know. I feel like that's that's well worth uh, the contract that he's going to be getting next year. He Why? played 31 minutes too uh, against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, that yeah, including the overtime. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. You love to see it, but all right, uh, back to the game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, things are looking good. Hawks are up two nothing going into the third, and then Jeff Carter decides to be a fucking superhero. Scores two goals. He's still good. He it's is crazy. Good. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's kind of funny. Like he's, it's crazy to think like he's the guy right now for them too, because yeah. all the injuries and Pittsburgh is essentially a fucking walking covid like hospital like their entire team i feels like in covid protocol is that yeah that's what crosby's on right now isn't he yeah that sucks you're looking well, at this roster that's like who <laughs> yeah it's weird but like they they always i don't know how they get it done um but yeah jeff carter just willing himself to get goals to tie the game up and then <laughs> fuck man this overtime was was like uh, put me on the verge of like a heart attack the whole time. It oh, was insane. Nuts. It was just back and forth. And this is where, like, when we were talking about against Nashville with with Kane and Debrinket, where it starts to feel like a little bit too back and forth, like too much passy, passy, passy. Because I think at one point they were going back and forth, and then Kane rings one like off the pipe. And I was just like, oh, my God. And they just, like, had so many chances, like, one after the other. And then it's like, missed the net, missed the net. Like, Pat, like, just a, a barely 
gets a piece of it on a save. And I'm just like, fucking go in. Just go in. Yeah. <laughs> the Kane to Brinkett combo is just, it might be one of the deadliest duos in the NHL right now. Like, and you they got, have Seth Jones out there with them too. Yeah. Where if it's like, this is the greatest thing because I, it's been so long since I felt like this confident with a defenseman because if it's, Seth Jones on a one-on-two or a two-on-one, he ends up with the puck like most of the time. It's fucking insane. Like it's it's so cool to watch because I like zero stress. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, Seth Jones is back there. Like, all right, either like he's he catches the pass, pokes the puck away, or creates it so that like it's an easy save for Lincoln and Flurry. He does the right things. He yeah. does like he does the little oh things God. that you're supposed to be doing, and that's why it's, again it's like so frustrating that he gets shit on so much. Oh, dude, I'm 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 so ready for everybody to start eating their goddamn words. Like, <laughs> it's this turnaround is hopefully they keep this going because like it's going to be so sweet when it like midseason like reports are coming in. You have all these analysts with their early like halfway through the year, like trophy predictions. And it's like yeah. Calder and, or not Calder, like Norris. Yeah. Seth Jones is going for the Calder too. But He's definitely <laughs> making, I mean, I definitely, I know it's early on and it's like, tough to look at where the team's at record wise, but I definitely yeah. think he, I, and I don't know if it's just being biased or not, but like, I think he's made a case to at least be in the, in the conversation about it. I mean, he's currently tied for third in points. Yeah. And we all know what the Norris trophy's turned into. So Big point fe- points fest. Yeah. But it also in that overtime, what was great was Carter with the extra little chop at Flurry trying to poke the puck loose. And then oh, Flurry yes. just putting a Carter in a fucking headlock. Oh, God, yeah. He's like, I'll handle this. And you know what's funny? I bet you he had a giant smile on his face the entire time. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking loved it. Probably said some shit in French. Like, I don't know. When we... um. <laughs> Then it goes to a shootout. Jonathan Taves. There's two goals inside a shootout. Jonathan Taves with this classic five hole. Yeah. And uh, funny thing too is post game, they're asking Flurry. He's like, "Hey, don't goalies just know that Taves is going five hole?" And Flurry just laughs and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know how the word hasn't gotten around yet. Like, <laughs> like he's so good at it. <laughs> like, it's, I think it's just a matter of like either he flash it. Like what he did was like he kind of opened the opened the stick up and then pulls it back and goes five hole." And like it's like he has an option of like I'll take you to the right or I'll take you to the left, but it's going between your legs no matter which way you want to go. Like it's just it's just so silly. It's so and it's so smooth. Like oh yeah, it's that type of shit that you you love to see when you don't get him for a whole season. Exactly. And then the last goal to clinch it was uh, Brinksy Cat with just a nice little power shot. Just just catches the bar and goes in. Yeah. Oh, it was insane. It so, was, it, it was, it, I, we had the quick little debate of like whose goal was prettier to bring or Seth Jones's because they basically both went to the, the very top, top corner. It's just like, oh my God. I definitely, and my vote was definitely Seth Jones. I don't he has, know. Because one, to bring it's expected to shoot like that. Yeah, but it just looks so good. I know, it looks so good. <laughs> And Seth Jones needed that more than Debrinket needed his. Yeah, yes, I'm wondering Seth. if Seth Jones gets. I mean, he's just been ripping. So, like, I wonder if he gets a, a few more to go in after that. 
I don't know. But so yeah, what's so this is what's he his shooting percentage traditionally? Um, ah, probably like around five, like three to four, maybe five percent. Let's say four. So he's shooting at two percent right now. <laughs> He'll get another goal soon. Bump that percentage up. Yeah. Uh, here's another thing too. I want to touch on. You were talking about the whole team blocking shots. Yeah. This game against Pittsburgh, every single defenseman had at least one block shot. You had DeHaan with four, McCabe, Murphy, and Jones with three. Jesus. Uh, Stillman with two, and uh, Gus with one. DeHaan, 21, man. 21 block shots total. Yeah. DeHaan, like, yeah. was throwing it out there. Like, he was big-time blocks. And honestly, if they could re-sign him on, like, you know, a very team-friendly deal, I would love to have DeHaan back. I would but too. I, like I just don't home. see. I don't see it happening when you have like the four million dollar deals going out to McCabe and Murphy. Yeah. And Dahan makes what? Does he make around like four million right now too? Uh, let's see. I think so. That that sounds familiar. The four million dollar decor, three point eight five. Nope. Wait. He makes Jesus four point five. I don't see him taking less than that. He's only thirty. He's only 30. Yeah. He's the oldest guy on our defensive core. That's insane. Not, not too shabby. Yeah. So that's a big thing, too. And that's the stuff they're going to have to do. Um, again, too, another big hit parade for the Hawks. 30 hits this game, which is like, I felt like. Before previous years, you'd be lucky to get twenty for from the Hawks. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's, so that's the nice thing about having guys like Reese Johnson, and like Mike Hardman, like those guys on forwards, like you and Kyra too. Like that puck gets deep. Like they're they know where they're going. They're going into the corners and they're banging fucking bodies. It's good yeah. shit. All right, and then the last game of the week, uh, man, it was the Arizona Coyotes, which weird to say a must-win game against a one-win team, but this was a must-win game. And I will say being there in person, this was terrible hockey. (laughs) (laughs) It was – there was times that I thought men's league was better hockey. Like, it's just the puck – just was bouncing everywhere, just throwing the puck up the middle so many times. The amount of times the Hawks tried to go for, like, you know, the the stretch pass up the middle, it was insane. But this game, you know, again, no goals in the first period. Second period comes around, and goal to your candidate, I think. Yeah. Kane picks up. There was What helped was there's a missed shot. By the Hawks, rings all the way back down to our zone. It was the late penalty. Kane picks the puck up, skates through all five guys on Arizona. Nice little backhand sauce to Debrinkit, who throws it in net. Then Wedgwood immediately runs and starts complaining. And I was telling Tanner before we started recording, we had no idea what was going on because we don't have the audio or anything like that. And it, clearly, you can see there's no offside, so we had no idea what they were they were complaining about. And it took way too long. I'm reviewing it, but apparently it was they felt that they had possession of it before. Yeah, he he thought that like the defenseman had like touched it. 
and you look back at the highlights and it's no Kane is just fucking silky smooth getting through. I mean, have you ever heard it before? Kane did a brinket. It's literally, it's a tale as old as time. Kane's the beauty. The brinket's the beast. Beauty and the beast, baby. Yeah, so that was eighth eighth goal of the year for Debrinket. Kane with his ninth assist and Stillman with his second. Uh, third period comes around on the power play. Andrew Ladd. Ever He's heard still of playing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny. Like, okay, that's what I wanted to look up, and I fucking forgot to do it. Uh, there was some condition on the pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there definitely is. It's and like it if, he, involved, if, he, if he played like X amount of games, and I think he's already doubled it. Yeah, like the Coyotes were like, sure, like we'll take that condition because we're going to play him. Like the whole reason that he wasn't playing in um, New York was because he was just like slow. Why is he non-rostered right now? Because he's in COVID protocol. Oh, is he really? So let's see. The better of their two first round or second round picks they get from the Islanders, it's either theirs or Colorado's. Um, the pick is if the pick is not transferred to Arizona, if Ladd plays in any professional games in 22 23 while under his contract or retires prior to the conclusion. Oh, so it's next year. Wait. They so they get it. They get a twenty twenty three conditional third round pick. But if he plays a game, if he plays next any year. games, yeah, next year, or if he retires, they don't get it before the end of the season next year. Yeah, that's really fucking weird. So he has to like not play hockey, but not retire. You know, you know what I'm saying. So he, he has, has to, to he has to be under, he has to be under contract but not playing, which is what it kind of felt like. I, so that's like so weird. So like, did the Islanders think he wasn't able physically able to play again, or like it makes no sense on that? Does do, do they get like any kind of cap like? recapture penalty if he retires before the end of his contract because of his age or anything it might have been yeah like he's only 35 now so he signed his contract under when he was younger than 35 i don't know but anyway he's played 13 games this year he's got three goals one assist yeah It's such a weird situation. That's like a weird thing. Like, I don't understand. Like, and that's another thing too, that I think is going to have to get looked at in the next CBA. Like I, we were talking about this on the way to the game Friday. Like I don't see a way where there's not a lockout the next CBA yeah. because there are so many big things that need to change. And that I think it's going to be very hard to, to come to a compromise on those. You have like this LTIR cap manipulation, for example, Tampa Bay, and what Vegas is probably going to try to Vegas is doing. Then you have Toronto um, tried to do it last year too. Yeah. Then you had the whole Eichel situation with you know surgeries, you know not being up to the players. Like those two things right there, I think it's a major, a major thing. Absolutely, it's it's such a weird. Like it's weird too, especially with like because we're talking about Andrew Ladd, like how this is working out. Because like, I I was under the impression he was not 
like able to play and that's why yeah. he wasn't playing in, in New York and then all of a sudden he gets traded and it's like yeah he's in the starting lineup every night he's assistant <laughs> captain he's the assistant captain too yeah and it's just like oh okay I thought he was on LTIR while he was in New York but like he seems like he's fine yeah but and then uh Hawks go on the power play and uh, oh, Dylan yeah. Strong. Back to the game. Yeah, Dylan Strong <laughs> takes advantage. Kirby Doc. So Kirby Doc leaves the game for a long period of time after getting a terrible missed call by the refs. Gets elbowed into the fucking face. He tears open his lip. Um, I don't know if he lost or chipped teeth. I, I can't remember what I read, but it was just blatant head contact play no call he goes locker room strom steps up takes his role on the line and strom gets his first of the year again another it wasn't a pretty goal it was just just pure strength it shot six hole and just sneaks right through the the, uh, wedgewood into the net uh for the 2-1 lead that was uh, his first of the year kane's 10th assist of the season the second of the night and jones with his 12th assist of the year so that gives him the 13 points you were mentioned earlier but oh yeah it wasn't pretty but damn did just did uh dylan strome need that yeah i mean it's good to see it because like i mean we're so like back and forth with like the whole dylan strome thing like all the time but yeah. i would 100 percent rather see him play and play well than to see him like traded or just scratched or anything else no 100 like if we're gonna be paying him and all that let him play. You know, the worst he's going to do is he's going to drive his trade value up and it's going to get people that are going to want him. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love when Kane gets on the score sheet multiple times. It's just like, yeah, he's so good. <laughs> and then again, like I said, Seth Jones, just every game is just going to, he's just going to be on the score sheet too. Yeah. He's going to get a point. So it's, the right direction. Um, Fleury got the call again for this game. He yeah. uh, turned away 22 of 23 shots. Again, um, just the one power play goal, which was a good goal on on Lad. I uh, no problem with that goal. He let off. It just it sucks because yeah, that was a good shot. Yeah, I want him to get that shutout so bad. But um, here's a big stat too in this game. Reese Johnson, 11 hits. Yeah. Are you That's serious? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> 11 on his own? Yeah. Jesus. I was going to say, like, other another cool thing is uh, Flurry and his three wins this year, his save percentages are insane. In the first one against Ottawa, 967. Against Pittsburgh, 955. And Arizona, 957. Like, that's... That's really good. That's good, Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. <laughs> it just sucks that, like, in the, like some of his losses, it's like the two oh, other two games that he played, like this month so far: Carolina eight seven five and Winnipeg eight four eight. It's like it's either very good or very bad. There's yeah. no there's no middle ground, and that's the. I mean, that's the thing. We just got to find consistency. That's the story of the whole team. Consistency is going to be key. And you need it from the forwards, the defensemen, all the way to the goalies. And hopefully they'll figure it out. A um, couple of things that came up in the games prior um, against Nashville and Whistle. 
went down with an injury. Um, there was like a collision with his own, I forgot who it was, but it was his own, own line mates collision. He's out. What was it? Four to six weeks with like a high ankle. Yeah. Six weeks, I think. Yeah. And then Hagel left that game as well. Um, he's out for, I believe they said two weeks, two to four weeks with a shoulder injury. Uh, so that one hurts that both of those hurt, but Hagel hurts the most, uh, just because Hagel has turned into like such a huge part of this team's offense. And, you know, he's a, he's a big, big, big factor for this team. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the kind of guy that is grinding like Kara and Reese Johnson and, and Hardman, but he's also the kind of guy that still puts the puck in the back and then gets points too. Like he's get he's coming out of the corners with the puck and getting into the front. He's the one that's like sitting in front of that and getting those goals against like UC Soros and the National Predators. Like I fucking love having him out there, and I hope he couldn't. Like it's good that it's only two weeks, you know. Right, A little shoulder injury. Um, and then some good positive news is Wyatt Kalnuck, uh was activated from the IR. They signed him down to Rockford, um, which is good. You know, get the you know some conditioning in. But right now, I mean, I wouldn't rock the boat too much. I think that the, the decor is kind of figuring out a little bit. Um, I, unless you want to maybe take Goss out, like if Goss was literally just signed in to be, you know, fill in to yeah. when these guys come back, I can see that. But I mean, I like what I've seen from Jones, Murphy, McCabe, Dahan, and Stillman. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on on any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. But, uh, and then also... Just seeing, like, what Gustafson is in the last three games under Derek King. He's plus three. No right. points, plus three, but he's also played a total of, like... Let's see, six and a half minutes on, against Nashville, eight minutes against Pittsburgh, and 13 or like 14 against uh, um, Arizona. So he in three games, he's played about one game of Seth Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also, Derek King, after the game Friday, said that there's but a chance that Caleb Jones may be joining the team on this upcoming trip, West Coast trip. Uh, but they'll have more details about that on Monday. So, again, that's another guy like who we kind of weren't expecting much, but had a great preseason before he got hurt. So yeah. it'd be really interesting to see what he can do in the lineup. I, I'm a little curious why they wouldn't send him to Rockford though, too. Like why they would bring him back right away? Because like I, you True. really haven't seen him skating 
Like when they talk about like, oh, here are the lines in practice and all that. I, but I don't... Here, here's the thing, though. They're going to be at Edmonton. You want to play game. against? Yeah, little little Keith versus uh, Caleb Jones. Who won that trade? <laughs> right we'll see we'll, we'll find out then and there that's it <laughs> yeah so and then the upcoming week uh you got seattle on wednesday which lots of a really good chance at going on a four-game win streak you got seattle who is a was what four ten and one right now yeah. um big identity crisis with that team i don't know they really i don't even know if they had an identity to begin with but yeah. you know <laughs> The Hawks actually have more points than them currently. Right. <laughs> oh, what up? <laughs> we jumped. We jumped. So many teams. Like, we're not the worst team anymore. We're, like, the sixth worst. Which, I mean, if we're trending up, that's the good thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're 28th in the league in points right now. Let's go. We, were, we were 31st, so we're just moving on up slowly. Uh, then after Seattle, we have the Edmonton Oilers, and that is on Saturday, I believe. Yep. Yep. And then Sunday, Vancouver. Sunday, Vancouver. And then they wrap up the road <clears throat> trip against Calgary. So, Oh, I just noticed that on uh, Wednesday, they're going to be on TNT. Yeah, hopefully they can do a little bit better than the last time they were on TNT. Shit, what, what game was that? Colorado opening night. Uh, that wasn't a bad game though. It was just a bad start. start. So, yeah, gotta stop so, doing that. So yeah, there's a good, very good chance of going four, four wins in a row. Uh, Edmonton is always a question mark. It really depends too. Edmonton's um, hot. Edmonton's hot. The Hawks in the past have shut down McDavid. That's true, and I mean we got, uh, like like we said, Caleb Jones, but also Jujar Kara from. He, Came from Edmonton, even though it wasn't like a trade. We just signed him, but yeah, he's supposed to. I don't know if they're looking at him to fill that David Camp role of the McDavid shutdown guy, but he was playing there and he kind of knows a little bit. He's got a little insight on like what to do. And then Vancouver, Vancouver. I should say Vancouver is more of a identity crisis team than Seattle. I feel like they've had times where they've looked really good this year, and the times they looked really bad. That's Vancouver. So, so yeah, that is pretty much a wrap-up of the last week of hockey and a little preview ahead. Um, other Hawks news. Haas, the boss, and Doug Wilson finally get inducted into the Hall of Fame after having to wait because of the COVID. It's official. It's officially official. And I'm so happy to see Hosa in there getting the recognition he deserves. Oh, absolutely. You love to see it as a Hawks fan. Yeah. And then Doug Wilson, too. uh, Hall of Fame. So I think the ceremony is Monday, like the official ceremony. Um, I don't know. I didn't see it. I didn't see when when it was. Yeah. uh, So unless you got anything, I mean, I'm kind of it on Hawks talk. Uh, I don't think I have. I don't have anything else. Okay, so yeah, that's the little hot stock there. Um, oh, I will say this too. I know it's just kind of really weird. At the game on Friday, I counted four Kyle Beach Spokane jerseys. Oh wow! All okay. signed. All signed. All si- All signed. It was very weird. 
but then they were like walking around too. Like the people walking around were like standing up very straight, kind of like arms out to kind of spread the jersey out. Like they're, you know, they were like trying to start something. Oh, but it was. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, but I mean, show support. That's that's yeah. good. So, um, all right, moving on to NHL talk. Um, where do you want to start? I'll let you pick. Um, Florida sucks. <laughs> <laughs> As yeah. the Hawks go three and zero this week, Florida drops zero two and two this week. Just a little fucking Uno reverse card. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, you think they're questioning their coaching change a little bit? No. <laughs> I I think that I mean they. They still won games like after Quinville like left, but it's just now they're. I don't. It wasn't even that bad because like they're two. Where is it? Fuck! I had them up, but they're two like um overtime losses were like good teams. Let's see, yeah, Tampa and Pittsburgh was a shootout loss, but they got they got smoked by the Devils seven to three. Devils are such a weird fucking team to me right now. There's another team like they six, three and two. They're young as fuck. Like on paper, they could be really fucking good, but it just it hasn't translated over. I feel like no matter what, every year I feel the like Devils are a team that makes moves that are like, okay, these guys are elite. Like they can you know contend, but it just never translates. Well, here's here's the crazy thing. Um, the Devils' average age of their forward core is 23 and a half years old. Jesus. And that's, like, pretty pretty lenient because they have a lot of really young guys, and, like, their oldest guy is Thomas Tatar at, 20, at 38, and then Jimmy Vesey at 28, and then everyone else is literally, like, 23. It's fucking insane. And then their D-core average age is 26. Wait, how old did you just say Tatar was? 30. Oh, they said 38. I'm like, no, 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 no. 30. Jimmy VC's 28. Yeah. Okay. That's their second oldest forward. Young teams, man. Like PK Subban's their oldest player. Actually, Jonathan Bernier, he's 33. PK's 32. But it's crazy. They're going to be super good. Oh, going back to so they, the Devils put uh, Wedgwood, how we ended back up in Arizona. Was they put him on waivers? waivers he got claimed. Yeah. So this is the second time that the Arizona Coyotes were 0-10 and one. Picked up Wedgwood, and then the Nets game gets the first win. Oh really? Yeah. What did that happen a few years ago too? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Crazy. That's how you. That's how you get contracts, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for one. I'm good for one. I want to see like where. Where's Wedgwood? I want to see like where did he did he sign in Arizona or he's literally only signed contracts in <laughs> in New Jersey for the most part. Never mind. He signed one in Tampa and one in Buffalo, but he hasn't ever signed in Arizona despite having played there for two seasons or in two different seasons. That's so funny. That's pretty great. <laughs> he just keeps going back to New Jersey and then they put him on waivers and then he gets picked up by Arizona. <laughs> and gets in their win and then that's it. He's good for one. 
Yeah. And then the devils are like, hmm, Wedgwood. You know who else is like, look, just looking at the stands right here, who's also on fire right now is Toronto. Yeah. Eight and two in their last 10, three game win streak right now. There was at one point where 34 straight goals came from Marner, Tavares, Matthews, and Nylander. They, they were the only ones scoring for that team, which. <clears throat> when they started the season not scoring at all. Yeah. Or at least just Marner and Matthews. It's hard to believe they're only a plus one goal differential. Also, Jack Campbell's insane. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, he uh, he's playing himself right off this team. <laughs> he's he's playing himself like I he I I don't know maybe he's like in talks for early Vesna candidate because his stats are just crazy. He's Got a 1.82 goals against average and a 9.39 save percentage. Two shutouts. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. And Toronto's not going to be able to afford him. No. Unless he, like, he, it's crazy because, like, he has that, like, really good guy thing about him. And I'm just like, don't sell yourself short. Please don't sign, like, a $2 million contract when you could be making, like, fucking nine. Like, He's he's just like genuinely seems like the greatest fucking human on that team. He's making one point six five right now. Yeah. Oh man, he's gonna get a payday. Yeah. Five five plus. Hey, here's a thought. <laughs> Blackhawks. Flurries. Deals up after the season. That's seven million. Maybe like five or so, five, six million. Jack Campbell. Gotta sign Lincoln in though. I mean, Jack Campbell or or Kevin Lincoln in though. Um Campbell's 29. Lincoln is what, like 27? 26. 26. I I take Lincoln in. Mm, I don't know. I think I'd, I'd lean Jack Campbell. I don't know. I put all my all my uh, <laughs> all my money on Lincoln way back when, so I'm sticking with it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not folding in it yet. I still think he's got. Oh no! I think I think Lincoln's gonna be upside. great. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if given the option between the two, I would go Jack Campbell. How okay? Let me ask you this: How much would you say would you pay for goalie Tanum? So, like right now, how the Hawks are paying seven point eight million for Mark Andre and Kevin Lankinen. What is your like ideal price for a goalie Tanum? Probably that like between seven to nine. What okay. like, depending on like if you're going like full like full like one two or if you're going one A one B. 4.5 for both Lincoln and Ann Campbell. Um maybe five five three for Campbell, three for Lincoln and for Campbell. So yeah, five. I would Lincoln do I three. would do that if he would take five. Are you kidding me? And do straight up one A, one B, and then I would probably hand. be like I don't, I don't know if Lincoln and would be I think Lincoln is gonna be like four to four, four to five. I don't know. I I don't see you getting both. That's the thing. 
no, no, not at all. I'm, I'm, curious. Sure, I'm, I'm sure somebody, like what... somebody out there is going to do a huge payday for Jack Campbell if he keeps this up, though. And I don't think the Hawks will be the ones to do it. I don't think the Hawks are going to be setting the tone for for contracts anymore. I hope not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'd rather, like, follow, like, what, what other teams set. I like the fact that I know the Seth Jones contract is going to look good after this co- the next couple of years, but like, holy shit, man. Like there's no need to like always be the one to like set the payday for everybody. So what, what were you saying for Campbell? Like your high, high, you think? Like, uh, I mean, I could see a team paying like eight. Oh, if he keeps up this shit. kind of shit. If he keeps up this kind of season, make him the fourth highest paid goalie in the NHL. Yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at it right now. So Gary Price, 10.5, Sergei Bobrovsky, 10, Vasilevsky, 9, Flurry was seven. Then you got John Gibson, 6.4, Matt Murray, 6.25, Hellebuck, probably 6.16666. Yeah, well, Hellebuck signed that deal before he was even a Vesna candidate. Yeah. March and like they, they just went they went when Hellebuck signed that they were like a lot of teams that were like wow that's really questionable and then he shows up and they're like wow what a fucking steal it's like yeah, yeah. like sometimes you gotta roll that dice definitely deserves um, more than Bennington who makes six yeah I think that he he can get between I would say low end 6.5 but like definitely around like 6.5 to eight and a half just the, with yeah. the way that like contracts are getting higher, somebody's going to overpay. That's what happens in free agency. Which is insane because there's no reason to overpay right now when the salary cap is not moving. Yeah. Unless you're a team like, I don't know, like even the bottom feeding teams, like Buffalo, I don't see them doing it because they're still a few years out. And I don't think if I was Jack Campbell, I wouldn't want to sign in buffalo just yet um detroit has detroit has nadelkovich anaheim has gibson columbus i'm looking at just like low or or low salary cap teams columbus has merzlikins nashville has soros rangers have shesterkin devils have blackwood arizona but like why would you sign in arizona yeah if they really don't do shit I don't know. San Jose, maybe. Kraken set. San Jose is a team, though. Unless they want to move Murray. Yeah, I don't see that happening, though. He's only got – was it a six-year deal or what? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. It was only four years. Was four it? Four years at 6.25. Yeah, so he's got two seasons after this. That was a six-by-six. Six. Nope. Um, I don't know. Like – Oh, geez. I would hate if he signed in Boston. Yeah, Minnesota. They, nope, that's right. They signed Linus Allmark. Like, who <laughs> who would be needing a Jack Campbell? LA? No, I don't think so. But that'd be really funny if he went back to LA as the starter. I don't know what you're saying right now makes it sound like Chicago's an Also, Cal, Cal Peterson just signed a three year extension at $5 million. Yeah, they're gonna be taint. Holy shit, LA's gonna be paying their goalie tandem next year ten point eight. I didn't know that. 
Yikes. Yeah, it just, I don't this know. Like, quick slash year? Uh, no, next season. That's what I'm saying, next year. Because you're saying next year, yes. that's quick slash. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, what about Washington? I could see Washington. Just not going with Ilya or, or Vanacek. Pittsburgh might. Because I feel like they just they have no commitment to any of their goalies. Edmonton would make sense, but where does the where does the cash come from? Because Koskinen's his deal's done at the end of the season. Mike Smith still has another year at two point two. So stupid. Yeah, I don't know. They don't have they don't have any cap. There's zero cap anywhere. Chicago makes the most sense. <laughs> How cool would that be, though? <laughs> I mean, it'd be cool. You, we just start building the best American team. You get, you got Kane, you got DeBrinket already. You got Connor Murphy, Jake McCabe, Seth Jones. You get Jack Campbell in there. If you can't afford Lankinen, is isn't Delia American? <laughs> no, no, he's Only Canadian. So. How fucking great would that be? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he is uh, American. He's a, yeah, see, boom. We're, we're going. We're still oh, yeah, I going. forgot. He's from Rancho Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga. Um, yeah. <laughs> is this, how do, how do we get here? How did we get here? We, I don't know. We were talking about Florida. Then I said Toronto's hot. And you yeah. said, oh, yeah, isn't Jack Campbell good? And then boom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then we had... <laughs> That's good stuff. But here, okay, since you're talking about the greatest American line ever or team ever, we'll talk about one of the guys that you wish the Hawks got but never did. Yes, yes. Jack Eichel had his yes. surgery, came out that it was a success, no complications, that they said that the disc they removed was so completely messed up that it took them a little bit more time because they wanted to be extremely precise with it. Uh, oh wow! That he was already he was telling Bouchergras that he was already walking around, and that they're really hoping that he will be ready to go in three months. Watch him be ready by like Olympic break. That'd be crazy. I can hope you imagine? I hope he's. Can ready you imagine so just fast. like in in China, like they're about to like take the ice, and all of a sudden you just hear. Jack Eichel's music playing. And Jack like, Eichel's music. That's Jack Eichel's music. <laughs> and he busts out on the ice, and everybody's like, "Whoa!" America wins the gold. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's just. It's. I hope he's ready sooner than later, just because I want to see what Vegas has to do for the cap. Yeah, that would be great too. Can't wait to see like what moves they have to make. But. Yeah, so that's another interesting thing. Um, a couple quick milestone alerts. Alex Ovechkin passed uh, Bobby, no, sorry, Brett Hall for fourth overall. Or Was all-time. it Brett Hall? Brett Hall is 741? Yeah. I just saw Hall. I, I'm just like, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> uh, Bobby Hall's no, but Brett Hall passed uh, 172. So, no, wait, sorry. 142. For fourth all time. So now next up is Yager at 766, which 
Ovechkin could finish the year third all time in goals. Yeah, he's on pace to just keep on fucking trucking. Like that's kind of what's, fucking... what's he? He's twenty four away from that. Yeah. No, no, no. He's at yeah seven forty two. So he's twenty four away. That's just silly. That's easy. Finish the season with oh, like thirty six goals. He could finish. So by the end of next year, he could realistically be second all time. Oh man, dude, he might catch Gretz very soon. Yeah, it's definitely within this contract. He's he's had the hottest start to a season, like in his career, which is insane because he's thirty six. I'm looking at the list here. Um, this is kind of funny to me. They break it down like power play goals, shorthanded goals. Gretzky, two hundred four power play goals, uh, seventy three shorthanded goals. Uh, Gordy Howe. 211 power play goals, 24 shorthand goals. Yammer Yager, 217 power play goals, 11 shorthanded goals. Alto Goveshkin, 271 power play goals, and yeah. five shorthanded. Five shorties. That's right. And one of those five is this season. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> Two. So he's not even wow. Also, still... also, also, when you're talking about his shorthanded uh, points, he's got six shorthanded points. Five of them are goals. <laughs> <laughs> Out of his... He still doesn't even lead the league, or isn't the all-time power play goal leader? Who is Dave uh, with Anderchuk? Oh, Anderchuk. Okay, that's what I thought. Two seventy-four. So he's gonna pass him. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's insane. Does he? How many power play points is, or goals is he? He averages fucking like over close to twenty. I'm gonna say a, a good chunk of his goals per year have got to be on the power play, just sitting up in that circle, waiting for the one T. Yeah, yeah, but you, typically about like a third, a third of his goals come from the power play. I saw a tweet that was like, have you ever seen something look more nonchalant but also terrifying at the same time? And it's a picture of Ovechkin just standing at the circle waiting for him. <laughs> like while the he, whole play is just, going on the other side. Yeah, he barely moves around. He like kind of like inches forward and back a little bit. And he just like has his, his stick like at his hip, like ready to fucking rip. It's crazy. It was uh, <laughs> on, on Reddit. Like they... I fucking saw that they're just talking about Ovechkin like being in at this point. And somebody was like, I've never seen somebody score so many times from like one area. Like at what it's at what point do you think that the goalies and coaches just like put somebody there and cover and like cover them and then you're done? And then the next person's like, Tell me how you don't know hockey without telling me you don't know hockey. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, dude, like you go ahead and just cover Ovechkin and then you have a four on three and you're just going to get scored on anyway. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I would love to see like the, the chart of like the zone of all of Ovechkin goals and just oh, see yeah. how many just fill up that circle. Yeah. The top of the top of the circle. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. God, I love it. Yeah. And like, this might be the only chance that a Gretzky record goes down. Yeah. You know, speaking of like just the shot chart too, I would love to see the shot, like the goal chart of like the net 
and you know like where the pucks mostly go mm-hmm. and just see if it's just completely filled that's <laughs> yeah. gotta be like if he's hit like every single part of the net like that'd be hilarious or if you, it would just like created like that perfect outline of a goalie <laughs> there's a one goal that's just strictly right in the middle it's like what happened there and you go went oh. straight through him yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man and okay here's another streak that uh passed a new milestone phil kessel takes over third longest active iron man streak in nhl history at 915 consecutive games future blackhawk Part of the great American team, Phil oh. Castle. <laughs> put that out there. I want that oh, so bad. I so so I I this is actually insane just because of Arizona. But I, <laughs> have you pulled up Arizona on cap friendly at all? No, is it bad? It's it's kind of insane because um, they have one forward signed after this year. Only one. That's currently rostered because uh Vlad's on non-roster. Clayton Keller. Yeah. Well, Nick Schmaltz is on IR and Connor. Well, that's a defenseman. But so it's Schmaltz and Keller. And then <laughs> they have like three defensemen signed after this season, too. It's Chikrin, Costas Bear, and Connor Timmons. Everybody else done after this season. <laughs> It's fucking, it's really weird to see. <laughs> their, let's see, what's their, um, their roster, their, their roster, their cap hits 28 million next year so far. How much longer are they going to put up with this whole Arizona thing? Like, this is kind of getting ridiculous. Like, it's, it's a really joke. Funny. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the place you go to sign like a one year deal when you want to make it to a playoff team. Uh, come to the play like come to the trade deadline. Yeah. Oh man, do you remember when they actively traded Taylor Hall for the reason of being better? Yeah. What a Pretty poverty great. franchise! I I want them to be so much better. The fact that they got the Kachinas back is like, I'm just like, oh, God, seeing those Kachinas up front, like, live. In person. Oh. They have three first-rounders this year. That's pretty good. What's the condition in the Montreal? It's the better of Carolina or Montreal's first-round pick. Okay. Is that because of the Kakaniemi stuff? I don't know. Oh. I have I have zero clue on that whole thing right now, but it's kind of funny because it's uh currently if the draft were to go like as the teams are seated, the Coyotes have one and four and nine <laughs> because they have Arizona's or Arizona has Colorado's pick. From the uh, Kemper trade. And the Hawks just play themselves out of their first rounder. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'd rather lose this year's first rounder. Just get it over with. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, man, like, be bad. 
and and keep this year's first rounder as a top two pick and then be like oh shit like hopefully we're better next year i would just rather be good this year lose the first rounder and then be fine that's, that's really fair. funny i don't but this the conditions on this pick are they would get the the better of montreal's or carolina's first rounder but yeah so they would they, that's carolina's first rounder from the cock miami thing um but if either or both are top 10 picks, then um, Arizona is just going to get the worst of the Montreal or Carolina's picks. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah. they get, as long as they're not a top 10 pick, they get the better of them. But if one of them or both of them is, is a top or a top 10, then they get the worst one. That's kind of shit, but whatever. That makes sense though. I get it. Yeah, so they <laughs> Carolina's really good. Montreal's really bad. So they're not going to get the fourth pick. They would get 31st. Like, that's fucking trash. <laughs> Might as well be a second rounder. Um, yeah, okay. So much tangents. So many things. Yeah. <laughs> they also have five second rounders. Holy shit. Arizona, load up. Let's go. And the funny thing is, too, is they don't know where they're playing next year. Yeah. They could also acquire more um, picks come trade deadline because, I mean, you can get something for Kessel. He's last year of his contract. There's no way that he finishes out this year in, in Arizona. There's no. no way. No. Plus, isn't he did, – wait, did he sign a new deal? No. No, it's still the Toronto deal. So, yeah. he, like, Toronto's oh, still paying half of it. Is it Toronto deal? Yeah. No Toronto, Toronto signed the deal and then traded him. So Toronto's still paying half of his contract. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's so funny. So it's so long. Toronto's paying some of it. Pittsburgh's paying some of it. And Arizona's probably end up paying some of it. Yeah, you can basically get Phil Kessel for like a million dollars probably at the trade deadline. Let's go, Blackhawks. Get in the winning position. Let's grab it so I can buy a Phil Kessel jersey. A Phil Kessel Hawks jersey? God, I would be. Oh, they're paying. So they're paying 1.2. Toronto's paying 1.2 of his salary. So he's 5.6 from that. And then, uh, yeah, no, Pittsburgh's not paying any of it. So you could get Phil Kessel if Arizona retains half. For what 2.9? No, 2.8. 2.8 million dollar Phil Kessel. Dude, let's go. That'd be sick. Kane to Brinkett <laughs> Kessel. Now they're all wingers. Owens yeah, center. I was like, sorry. <laughs> you have I mean Debrinkett could play center. Kane's played center a couple times. They tested that out a little bit. Debrinkett takes the face offs in overtime. Yeah. Well. Man, um, what else? Uh, Colby Cave Knight. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the last thing on my list. Yeah, Colby Cave Knight and against uh, Edmonton versus uh, in Boston. So they honored Colby Cave after his tragic passing. Was it, it was last year, right? It feels like it was far, like so long ago, but it was during it was, like COVID in the bubble where so two years ago. Yeah, no, that's last year, isn't it? No, it was like when they were in the bubble. So it was like, yeah, last year. It's only been a year. Yeah, that was 2020. It was it was like over the summer 2020, like August or like July. 
it's just insane that it's like three years. It's been, if three seasons in one one and a half years. Yeah, I mean, finished finished up the the first season, did a second half season, and then started a third season, oh. all within this past season, this past that's year. Insane. That's insane. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird time. Um. So I was okay. So he passed away in April of 2020 yeah so it that's why it feels so long ago it was a year and a half ago okay but so they weren't able to do anything and so then they they since he played on boston and played in edmonton they faced off in boston they actually had the fans in the stands and they had everything so they they had his wife come out and do the ceremonial puck drop and there's you can probably find it online but it's kind of heartbreaking just because like but even before the puck drop, like Patrice Bergeron's giving her a hug. Connor McDavid's giving her a hug. They do the puck drop. They still, they give her another hug. And then she goes down the line and hugs like every single Bruins player. Even some of the guys, or before even that, like some of the Edmonton players come over and give her a hug. And you just see like how, how, how heartbreaking it is that like he was, he meant a lot to these guys too. Yeah. And it's just, it's rough to watch, but I'm glad that they did something for him. It's just like gone, but not forgotten, you know? Right. So that was a cool thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you got anything else? I got nothing else. Um, so, yeah. Like we said, big turnaround in Blackhawks hockey. Went from the hated losers to the hated winners. Um, just hated. <laughs> So, yeah, what do you want to call this episode? Streaking. Streaking? Yeah. 160, streaking. All right. So, for <laughs> They hate us because they ain't us. Because <laughs> they ain't us. What? They hate us because we is us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> episode 160, streaking. Um, make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Um. DraftKings, promo code THPN, uh, leave five-star review, all that good stuff, social media, WCB podcast, at HockeyPodNet, all that good stuff. All right, so uh, for Tanner and Jerem, we will uh, we'll catch you in the next one. That's right. Don't forget to tell Jack Campbell, welcome to Chicago next year. <laughs> all right. Love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>